These people don't give shit. <laughs> drinking on the clock, I guess. Yeah, you are drinking on our clock, and that's fine. That but is fine. We're college football extravagant, bringing you one more year of college football with drinks, with party, with what else we got? Is that all right, so uh, we, we got drinks. We're going to have games. We have we have a damn whiteboard here with a bunch of games written on. Well, I say bunch. I say we have three games. Three games. Three games. We're, we have three specific games that we're going to be playing. And we already have, like, a group of people that are all wanting to play our games, and we've had to make them wait. So, Flip Cup, Pong, and Thunder Drunk are the games that we're going to be getting going today. And we have a herd of Miami and Florida fans all kind of meshed together, and they're all ready to play. Yeah, we got a bunch of Miami fans to our right. They're speaking Spanish, so we don't understand a word they're saying. But we'll bring them over here anyway. Who cares? There's no wall between us. America. Let's just play. All right. First, we got to talk some football because that's why he came here. All right. And I say we break down the game here. Look, this is a Miami team who, up until last week, we didn't know who the quarterback was going to be. Now they come out and say it's Jaron Williams, who uh, everyone thought. Now I, w- I watched his high school highlights. He's a beast, but. He's still a freshman. He's still a new quarterback. Still a redshirt freshman. Redshirt freshman. that in mind. So he does have a year of practice under his belt with the University of Miami. And you know what? He at one point was an ESPN 300 quarterback. And this is another thing. I will go ahead and openly admit that I have never seen this guy play a down of football in my life. But that's okay. You know why? You know why I'm okay with it? I've seen Tate Martell play. Yeah, he's a decent quarterback. Kind of a cocky son of a bitch. But he, he's a decent quarterback. But with that, something about Jaron Williams Make Manny Diaz say, you know what, this is my guy at quarterback, not the other way around. So Jaron Williams is the starting quarterback. I have never seen him play a snap in my single life, but yet I'm sitting here as a Gator fan wearing my ESPN shirt saying, I'm a little uneasy right now with this game. The spread is 7.5. I have the Gators winning. I'll go ahead and say that right now. But the spread is making me nervous. Look. It's the first game of the year, and I think that's why the spread is so so thin. you got to think, Florida's O-line is what's in question here. That's what's in question for Florida. Very young O-line, but they've been there. They they were there last year. you got Stone Forsythe. He was sitting under Dan Mullen and under Coach Hevesy for a while. And, and Nick Buchanan in the center, he's been there last year. He did a great job last year of being a very fast center, a guy who can get the uh, nose guards out of the way for that, for that you know, Third and one, fourth and one, surge. So, the quarterback game for Florida. You get to get started with the quarterback game. Uh, the offensive line, yes, I agree with you. is a big is a big question mark. Defensive line, I'm not so much worried, but we did lose some talent on the defensive line. Uh, but we still have Jabari Zuniga. He's going to be on there, and he's going to be. Yeah, Zuniga's back. Zuniga is back, and he is uh, he's definitely a good athlete. And you got one of the more Stewart. experienced guys out there on the line for us. Adam Schuler's back, and you have a uh, couple of veterans at linebacker, and you have a good, good secondary, not very deep secondary, given uh, Nick Williams' injury, and also Huggins got released for the team. So he did get released from the team, and I wasn't exactly sad about that so happening there either. Goes, there goes some depth, but if everyone stays healthy, they should be fine. It's a hot day here in Orlando. Yeah. So a little bit of a breeze. But it's in the 90s. Yeah, we got uh, my, my thermometer said 95 degrees last hopefully, I checked. Hopefully by uh, 7 o'clock kickoff, it should cool down a little bit and players won't be cramping up as bad. Yeah, that's going to be that's gonna definitely be a concern is what's the on-field temperature going to be. Now in about an hour, I'm going to be on the field and I can honest, I can like accurately tell you how hot as fuck it is on the field. Right. But uh, it's... It's going to be hot on that field. Cramping, I hope, won't be an issue. you got to stay hydrated, but for some players, it doesn't matter how hydrated you are. Cramping is going to be an issue in this game, dude. It is hot, muggy. But we also, here's the good thing, is that we have a 7 o'clock kickoff. 
So 7 o'clock kickoff. No, we're thinking maybe low 90s, hopefully high 80s at best, but that humidity is going to be the biggest problem. It's going to go down. Hopefully it goes down. But I'm going to go back to the quarterback game real quick. So here's why, here's why I'm still nervous, and this is the only reason why. About Felipe. Yeah, but not really about the quarterback game in general. At, with Felipe Frank, just to start, he has shown a lot of inconsistencies, but at the end of last season was where we saw him bring his game together. That Missouri game was the game where everyone was saying, get the hell out. But it was after that game, he literally scored a rushing touchdown and told his own home, home crowd to be quiet. Now, he'll admit it and say, yeah, or no, he won't really admit it. He'll just, he'll just say, yeah, I didn't mean it to be that way. No, come on, man. We all knew you meant it to be that way. You were tired of the disrespect, and you told your own home fans to be quiet. And you know what? He never really played bad football ever since. And then that Michigan game at the Peach Bowl, he played a phenomenal game. And I even had an opportunity to speak to him after the game. And it, it, he really gave a good PR response. His PR response was, you know, I can't let those guys get the best of me. I need to play my game. Honestly, I'm going to go ahead and throw the bullshit card in there. You were pissed. You were pissed, and you were ready to play decent ball, but I'm still nervous for this reason. I believe in the Tim Tebow curse. We haven't had a promising quarterback since Tim Tebow. Jeff Triscoll showed promise, but then, he, but then he broke his leg against Miami. Or not against Miami, but he, he lost against Miami. He lost, he broke, I was at the game he broke his leg against Tennessee. This game is only going to make me nervous because we haven't had a quarterback that has really led us to the promised land since Well, last Tebow. year, you look at Felipe Frank's numbers, he put up the best numbers since Tebow's there, been there, and you got a 10 But that's not saying much at the same time, though. Tebow really set the bar. It's not saying much, but there was a lot of promise towards the end of the season, and if you look at the steps he's taken, I, I think, yeah, he obviously was mad. And for him to say he wasn't mad at the crowd, the Gator fans were obviously clamoring for Kyle Trask to come and take Felipe Franks' position. Yeah, after that Missouri game. Or even Emory Jones. Emory Jones fits uh, Dan Mullen's scheme way better in the spread option. But if you look at what Felipe Franks did and how he's responding to the criticism, I think he's done a fantastic job over the offseason. And you're looking at a lot of promise. And I think we'll see some Emory Jones here today. I think we'll see a couple a couple uh, different packages where he comes in. You know how I know we're going to see Emory Jones a lot? Or not a lot, but we're going to see him play throughout this game? Is when you saw the depth chart get released at the start of the year, or like a week last week, Emory Jones and Kyle Trask were both listed as the backup quarterback. It wasn't a 1-2-3. Obviously the number one was Felipe Franks, but tied at two was Kyle Trask. And Emory Jones. One that tells you that Emory Jones is going to come in on certain packages. But also, too, it shows that they have a lot of faith in Kyle Trask to where, knock on wood, if Felipe Franks were to get injured, you could tell that they would still lean at Kyle Trask to come in and manage the game, but have Emory Jones come in and run certain plays. I like uh, how Emory Jones throws a pass. I definitely would like – I would feel more comfortable if I saw him a little bit more. But he throws a pretty fast, maybe not as accurate. I think uh, – what up, Lazy? Oh, we got one of our buddies just joining us here. He's the Ohio State correspondent. Lays on. Lays on couch. Been a minute. Lays on bed. Yeah, yeah, you can take one of these chairs. Just pull on. No, we got some chairs here. Pull on a chair. It's fine. They're playing green games. Yo, All grab right. a microphone real quick. Yeah, you can grab that one. Just turn it on. Turn on. Turn on. We'll have a conversation. He's college football. It's fine. He's our, he's our Ohio State We're going to talk about the Big Ten here in a little bit. We're going to save you a couple minutes to talk about the Big Ten. All right. All right. Well, all right, look. I think Felipe Franks has done a great job of growing personally uh, with his ability to take criticism. Now, if he loses that starting position, who's to say he doesn't go back to his old ways? But until now, I think we've got to give him the benefit of the doubt in how he ended last season. Now, I'd like to move on from the quarterback, and I'd like to ask, who are you looking at um, on the Miami side on on the Florida side who people might not be expecting to have a breakout game? All right, so on the Florida side, only because I know that team a little bit better, I saw on the death chart, uh, the death chart, the death chart, from Pensacola, Florida, Jacob Copeland is expected to get some rest. So if Jacob Copeland who is a promising wide receiver. I want to see what he can do in this game. I, but I, I'm cautious on that one because we I haven't like really seen him play. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm cautious. Boys, so. I am cautious on that 
But he is a good receiver, shows a lot of promise, and I think they saved him for a reason. So I'm looking at him only because I'm wondering what impact he can have. Outside of that, Freddie Swain is the guy that I, I want. He's a he's a leader on this team and the receiver core. I'm looking at our receivers because I want to see one. I want to see the next Percy Harvin. But then speaking of Percy Harvin, the guy who is closest to Percy Harvin, Kadarius Tony is the closest thing to Percy Harvin. I have seen since Percy Harvin. So I want I bring up Jacob Copeland only because I want to know if he's gonna what kind of impact he would have on this game because we've never really seen him. But then I but Kadarius Tony. I, he is the pure athlete on this field. Darius Tony is the guy I'm looking at. I saw an interview with uh, another Florida receiver, Josh Hammond, and they were questioning uh, about Jacob Copeland, and he was saying that Jacob Copeland is faster than Darius Tony, but KT is a little bit more shifty. So you get the best of both worlds. There's two different packages there overall, and that's good. We don't have any or Miami or no other team has any tape on Jacob Copeland. He's been sitting out a year. So what's going to happen when they run him on a jet sweep and he just takes off? Miami's got a good defense. We'll have to see how the uh, tight ends block. I think that's a key in this game, how Florida's tight ends do and how Miami's tight ends do. If you notice in the Missouri game, in the uh, in the Georgia game last year, Florida, Florida's weakness was guarding the tight ends. And also on uh, Trey Dean's side, whenever C.J. Henderson left the game, they attacked his side late in the game, and that's how they won. Fromm was able to throw it over top to the tight end. They threw it to Nada like four straight times on one drive. Yeah, on the, oh, so on the defensive side, C.J. Henderson is a guy who's already being heavily like looked at from the draft perspective. Like he's expected to be a first-round pick. Some drafts, some like mock drafts, have had him going top five. I'm gonna let the season play out. C.J. Henderson is a damn good cornerback. We saw him get two pick sixes yep. in Dallas. We were in Arlington, and we watched him as a true freshman get some pick sixes. I want to see what he can do in this ball game. I, I want him to have a big impact, but Trey Dean is another guy. We, we, Florida is always known for their second, secondary. They are DBU as far as I'm concerned. And on opposite C.J. Henderson, on the same side of the ball, you have Marco Wilson returning from a season-ending in, injury last yeah. year. So you got that, and then also on the offensive side of the ball, you got Malik Davis returning, who was supposed to who was supposed to split um, reps with Jordan Scarlett last year. And so Florida's got a deep, uh, deep uh, defensive back position, not deep defensive back, but they have some talent up front, and then they have a very deep running back position. You got Malik Davis, you got Michael P. Ryan, you got Iverson Clement, and you got. Um, what did I say? I said Malik Davis, P. Ryan, Clement, and I'm missing Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce is the guy I want to see have a bigger impact. Very soggy, he showed very. Guy. He showed a lot of promise earlier in the season last year, but then he kind of faded out. I think he. I don't even know if an injury was involved. I think he just faded him out. So I would like to see him get some more touches if he can. But our our running back core is solid. Very solid running back core, and that's the key to the game. Also, it's those tight ends, like I was saying earlier not only catch passes, but they also help the young offensive line out and set those outside blocks so that you get those outside line lanes to run in. Miami got some good linebackers, by the way. They do have some good they linebackers. Have a uh, John Quarterman is a, uh, is a veteran linebacker. I look for him to make a whole bunch of tackles. And uh, you're talking about the Miami running backs. They lost um, Homer. I think Homer was mm-hmm. a very good running back last year. They got some good guys there. Um on the O-line, they also have a very young O-line. I think they're returning maybe one. I think they got, uh, other than that, all freshmen. And not to get, not forgetting the first-time starter and that quarterback. All, yep, Jaron uh, Williams, first-time starter. But Miami has some good tight ends. And like I was saying, Florida's weakness last year was guarding the tight ends. Yeah. Uh, Michael Irvin's son is the tight end on that team. He's not okay. even starting. Oh. Yeah. And, um... It, I think it's going to be a defensive ball game at first, and then uh, Dan Mullen's going to try some gadget plays. Now, Manny Diaz has coached under Dan Mullen. Yeah. So, does Manny Diaz know some of Dan Mullen's tricks? No, no, we don't know that. It's He's been, been 10 years. Yeah, it's been 10 years. It's been about 10 years. A person can change in 10 years. But can we shift the conversation to Manny Diaz real quick? Go ahead. Yo, I like this guy. I like Manny Diaz. I, I, like, I like Manny Diaz. First off, like, he was meant for the Miami job. Yeah. 
Yeah, even but he wasn't going to replace Mark Rick right away. He was. He. Was, I mean, when I, when I saw him as defensive coordinator, was it uh, two years ago? He gave a lot of energy on the team. The change, man. The Yeah, he's the change. Yeah. And you know what? I know that chain is still alive and well. It was more prevalent when they were undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. Until they went on that four-game losing streak, yeah, and then last that. season it basically disappeared because they had a bad year. I think that turnover chain is still alive and well because Manny Diaz is now their head coach. Yeah. He Which is why national trend. He started national trend. I think. But okay, okay. I know we're Gator fans. We're talking about Florida State for a second. I want to mention Florida State. They have like some goofy ass backpack. Oh, like it was yeah, some like, weird yeah. looking backpack. Like, it, was, backpack. Yeah, it wasn't even like a backpack to be proud of, man. Oh, Spent all that money on the backpack to win a fucking football yeah, game. Yeah, couldn't make it to a fucking bowl game. And that's not saying much because the Gators didn't make it to a bowl game two years before. Yeah. But Manny Diaz, the reason, another reason why I want to keep Miami in this contest is because I like Manny Diaz as a head coach. He is the perfect Miami head coach as far as I'm concerned without actually seeing them have a full season of him as a head coach. Now, a whole lot could change in the meantime. This is game one. We are week one. We're actually week zero, really. Week zero, baby. We're really week zero. Yeah. Because we're a week ahead of everybody. So we're at week zero. We have yet like to see what Manny Diaz is like as a head coach. This guy worked at ESPN as a production assistant like 15 okay. years ago. Like, this guy is a well-respected guy who was perfect for Miami. He was at Temple for like five minutes until the Miami job was offered to him. Leaves Temple, goes back to Miami. And he's been on, he's been a hell of a recruiter for him too. Yeah, yeah. He now, does. are they going to return back to the U? We have yet to see that. And I'm willing to say no. I don't know if the U is ever going to be the U. In fact, I'm with, I think you need to retire Honestly, the 80s. U. I, I feel like the fans are a bit delusional. I feel like they're still in that 90s, early 2000s. Like all those guys are gone. Like Miami's not the same, especially with all the the, the all the penalties like the on um, the NCAA gave them over that time and. What, what are they on? Um, what are the season loss? One year? Doing that? They did get, they, they got penalized, but they didn't lose any like championships or anything. They lost a lot of scholarships. So once you lose that, me, I'm not a parent, but once I see what's going on at a campus and just, and I know that Miami's going to come recruit my kid, I'll, I'll be a bit hesitant about that. Especially with all the, all the crazy stuff that's been going on, even in the past, all the gambling and things like that. So I think, I mean, I think Miami. I think that that energy is gone. It's not my. It's not the U. It's, it's, it's Miami. It's not the U. I think it's more of can these coaches develop these players who are not five stars? If you can't, if you can can't develop a three star into a four star, like like Jay Mullen's a great developer at quarterback. Yeah. Can he develop an O line? We have yet to see. Can he develop this and that? Can Manny Diaz develop these kids who are who are uh, staying in South Florida? Because Georgia, Alabama, Clemson are recruiting South Florida. And, and, that's, and that's what I was about to go to. Like in those in those '90s teams, in those early 2000 teams, they were recruiting inner city kids in Miami. Those kids are leaving Miami. Those kids are going to Florida. Those kids are going to Georgia. Those kids are going to Alabama. They're not staying in Miami no more. I will say those games like this and coaches like Manny Diaz and uh, and. And Jimbo Fisher, given, you know, for the better or worse, he brings kids to Florida. Dan Mullen brings kids to his program. These are programs who have history and stories, traditions, and no matter who you are, that resonates with some kids, uh-huh. and they will come to your program. I do. I will say it depends on the coaches, though. And Manny Diaz, uh, this isn't a game he has to win, mm-hmm. but it's a big game for recruiting purposes in the state of Florida. I think he has to win this game. It's a, it's a, it's a inner rivalry. I would say he has to, but I think Florida needs it more. I think Florida needs this game more than Miami does. Yeah. You know, actually, you know what? As a Gator fan, I got to twist it the other way and say I think Miami needs this game more than Florida. Miami was a, Miami at one point. Two years ago, was looking like they were going to return back to the, or at least not return back, but maybe show glimpses that they but are that. They are that good team. But then, but the then, LSU well, but Florida had a good year last year. Miami did not, which is why I think Miami needs to win more than Florida. Even though Miami last one, they, they were the winners of this rivalry last in Miami. I would argue that Miami needs this win more. But let's take a look back at that game. Where the two programs were at, that year Florida uh, didn't even go to a bowl game also. Yeah. There was one game where it got rained out. And that game, Florida outproduced Miami 447 yards or some odd yards to about 220. Florida turned the ball over five times that game Eight. in the red zone about three times. Jeff Driscoll threw about two interceptions in the red zone. Florida had the best offensive production in that game. Should have won the game by all means. 
But you know what? In the meantime, Florida had two national championships over Miami. So when you say which team needs it more, I think Miami has struggled more than Miami Florida, even though Florida, Florida, yeah, I think against Ohio State. It was 0-2, oh, I think. Oh, 2 yeah. Yeah, it was Miami, Ohio State. Those two teams faced off, and Ohio State won that ball game. Honestly, and those guys are still not over that game, so think about it. They're, They're not over that, that game. Call how that 2019. Miami is not beating Clemson over in the NCAA. And look towards the future. Miami's not going to beat Clemson in the NCAA. Oh, no. Miami's not even going to beat Virginia, all right? That's that's what I'm saying right now. Miami's not even going to beat Virginia. And we'll see after this game. We'll see after this game. But this game's a trendsetter. Right now, I'm saying, it's yeah, it's, against this is a season-setting game. Syracuse is a good team right But now. <laughs> on that, let's go to the schedule. I'm going to read out what Miami's schedule is looking like, and we're going to get a prediction. Obviously, we're going to get a prediction for the Florida game. We're going to skip that. Next week, Miami doesn't have a bye after this. Florida has a bye. We got a bye already? Yeah, Florida has a bye. We get three buyes this year because okay. of the week zero game. Miami okay. doesn't. They play North Carolina and the Fighting Mac Browns uh, at North Carolina next week. So they got to go from Orlando to North Carolina. Carolina. How do you right. think that pans out? North right. Carolina does not have a set quarterback either, I think. So North Carolina, Mac Brown, very familiar with the program. He was the head coach at North Carolina before he went to Texas. Just because Mac Brown, who's been away from head coaching for about, what, five years? Yeah. yeah. Just because he returns back to the coaching position, to a school that's been struggling as of late. Because let's just not forget, like, three, four years ago, North Carolina was a top-five team. Yeah. Just randomly. Randomly a top-five team. And they had a good quarterback that year. Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah. the Tudor, the Tudor Gate, yeah. which is what Mississippi State's going through right now. Oh, my. Yeah. The Tudor Gate said... Two games today. Well, anyways, anyways, anyways. Take real look, look, I like I like Miami in that ball game. I think I think North Carolina is a year from way, a year away, and maybe even two from getting themselves back in Miami. Or no, in North, Carolina. North Carolina. I like Miami in that like ball Miami game. Still. Awesome. I like Miami. You like Miami? I like All right, Miami. your next game, I believe, is against uh, Bethune Cookman. That's oh. that's my. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. No time to waste on that. Central Michigan's the next game. No time to waste on no that. No Virginia Tech is the next game. Okay. I think Miami also gets that win. Virginia Tech was hit four last year. They lost to Old Dominion. So, yeah, yeah, but, yeah they lost to Old, Old Dominion, Dominion, which was like a – I'm not going to call that a fluke. Old Dominion, I, they have my respect. They do have my respect. They had some weapons on that team last year. Old Dominion is Old Dominion in. Old Dominion is D1 school. They're, they are an FBS school. I know that. I don't even know what – This is a basketball program. One more second talking about Old Dominion on okay. this podcast. I'm not right. spending one more second. All right, so Virginia Tech, look. All right, Virginia Tech, look, let's keep, let's, let's, let's take Virginia Tech serious, shall we? I, I like them against Miami. You like Virginia Tech against Miami? Justin Fuentes is still their head coach. I think he's a good head coach. I think they're going to have a decent team. I think they're going to be an eight-win team this year in Miami. There's still a big question mark around them. I'm going to go ahead and say Virginia Tech has that one. Well, right now, if you jump on it, you can get tickets to that game for as low as $30. Oh, go get wow, that. that's actually expensive. Thirty dollars? I would say fifteen dollars. It's like nosebleeds. Well, it, it might go up and down. Oh, Central. Oh, yeah, it does. Seven Central Michigan. Seven dollars. Is that is that a home game for Miami? It's a football game. Dude, any I think any home game at Miami is a laugh is a laugh stock because they can't fill that oh, stadium. They have a stretch of five home games. They got Central Michigan or Bethune Cookman, Central Michigan, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Georgia Tech. So. Those are all home games in a row. All home games all in a row. row. Holy home shit! Games. That's like a, that's like two months of home games. Yeah, it's uh. But they they, they can lose more than two of those games. Georgia Tech, I so Georgia Tech. The, first off, my hat's off to Georgia Tech. They face Clemson to start their year. Uh, I think Georgia Tech will lose that game. What? Wait, Virginia? Who'd you say? Miami. I'm talking about like Miami over Georgia Tech. Okay. How about Virginia? I have I have Miami. I have Miami. I have Virginia. Uh, I forgot the quarterback's name for Virginia. He balled out on South Carolina. Last I don't even know who you're talking about. He was a uh, run, he's a scrambling quarterback. Can throw a pretty pass. Very fast. Very elusive. I think it's uh, number five. Don't know his name. I got my money on him. I got my money on Virginia. I think they're gonna have a good year this year. Now Georgia Tech. First off. How weird is it going to be seeing Georgia Tech not run the triple option? I was just going to ask that. Do they still run the triple option? They're not running the triple option. What's Georgia Tech without triple option? Is it? I don't know. It, this is America. I thought this was America. See, the triple option's fading out, I think, in this country. Well, there's only so many. Do any team that runs the triple option today? 
They're, they're called too. Army. They're called Navy. They're called Georgia Tech. They're called teams that aren't winning. You know what? Although Army, I mean, our Army kind of had a, a somewhat cupcake schedule, although they did bring it to Oklahoma. But they had no defense, so clearly they struggled against the triple option. Look. Well. All I'm saying is, I'm ready to see Georgia Tech without the triple option. I think that will come back a little bit uh, from recruiting purposes because no one really wants to play for a team who runs a triple option. And nobody goes to a school. I mean, Georgia Tech is, honestly speaking, Georgia Tech is, I mean, it's a good school school education-wise, but when it comes to sports, you don't, when you think of Georgia Tech, you, I mean, you don't think much of a Megatron. When I think about Georgia Tech, I think about the 90s and their big rivalry with Florida State and going back and forth yeah. in, in uh, ACC. And look, Georgia Tech, very good team back in the 90s, never really got any accolades. But I think now they're in Atlanta, they're in a good city, yeah. a good school. Yeah. I think if you get a good head coach in there and a efficient offense, maybe you can run something. Yeah. Now, I think Miami wins this game because of the fact it's Georgia Tech's first year. I want to shout out to the campus of Georgia Tech, though, right there in the downtown of Atlanta. Very nice. I was uh, I spent I spent a few days in Atlanta and I spent some time over at the Georgia Tech campus. So uh, I, I I like the campus, I like the city, but the town's not there. After that, Miami travels to Pittsburgh, who has been known. To upset at yeah. Pittsburgh. Okay, so Pittsburgh ruined Miami's undefeated season, and they had four goddamn wins. And I was, I'm not even a Miami fan. I was so mad at Miami. I mean, for the sake of football, I was so mad at Miami. Yep. When when they were undefeated, and they went and lost to Pittsburgh, and then they lost the next week, and then they lost the next week. And that's why I say that that. That that aura that that Miami aura is not there, man. You, but I kind of feel, like, feel this more. I feel like uh, Manny Diaz is every year, man. More That's every year for the past five years. Because you, know, you look at the team last year that opened against LSU, and before the game you didn't hear much about them, and during the game they were emotionless. They were void of any kind of fire or fierce intensity. And this year, Do you think that was the I coach? see I see a fight in Miami that I haven't seen before. In, in a long, long time. And I think Miami's going to bring the fire. It's not going to be enough today. But I think Manny Diaz is bringing something to the program that's very beneficial All to right. Miami. All right. I think he brings a lot of swag to that. A lot, of swag. A lot of swag, dude. And, and that's exactly what Miami is. In fact, hey, look, look at this guy right here. He's got okay, he's got a funnel on him in his back pocket. Uh, he's got like a, he got some hunting gear on him, and the hunting gear is like filled with beer. He's walking away. Damn it, I would have brought him over here. Yeah. He's a Miami fan, but I wanted to get his take on the game. Should have got him on here. Uh, Maybe because he would, have, he would have sounded like a dumbass. We should have got a funnel and did fastest funnel between fans. That would have been awesome. That would be cool. Like, Gator, like a Gator against... I, I wanted that kid who had the funnel in his back pocket to face off against any random Gator fan. That's fine. That's okay. All right. After Pitt. Well, did we get off the fence on Pitt? I, I, I'm saying, uh... Oh, I got Pitt winning this game. I got Pitt, Pitt winning, winning that game. game. Is it Matt Pitt? Matt Pitt. I think, yeah, I got, yeah, yeah, I got Pitt winning this game. Because yeah. they haven't been a very good football team in, like, the last forever years. But if, you, if, you're a, if you're a decent school and you come to their stadium, they're going to be motivated. But Pitt is, like, a worse version of Iowa State, oh, yet they're good with the upset. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at Pitt's schedule, and they need some wins. Bad. They, they got, uh... They got, uh, Virginia starting off. Uh, they play Ohio, which is kind of a cupcake game. Then they go to Penn State. Then they play UCF. Then they got a cupcake. They play Duke, Syracuse, Miami, Georgia Tech, North Carolina. Oh, that's a tough schedule. Virginia Tech, that. Boston College. Oh, that's tough. They need a couple wins. Yeah. I don't think they get it against Miami. Ooh. I think Miami's a good team this year. I think by that time, Miami's going to find who's going to be their starting quarterback. Tate Martell ends up at wide receiver, or he ends up running some spread at the quarterback position. Tate Martell, where is he at right now? No, Tate Tate, he's in Miami. Miami. You no, know, he's thinking, he's contemplating. He's contemplating. I want to give Tate Martell four games, which is like the limit for a redshirt season. I want to give him a few games because I think we need to see what Jaron Williams does. Okay. We need to see what Jaron Williams does before we actually say that Tate Martell's out of this competition. I was here. I was scouting them at the uh, at the spring game, the Miami spring game. You yeah, I was there with you. And Tate Martell looked like the guy. Yeah, he did. 
he did. He, he did like at that up time. until uh, late in the second half. Oh, I forgot we went to that game. Tate Martell looked like the guy who had the most yards, most production. It looked like the offense flowed better under Tate Martell. You only see so much in the spring game. But that is the spring game. Fast forward. Yeah, now. Four months later. Four months later. I lost his job. He lost his job. So, he didn't even had a job. We'll see. I, I think they still throw in a couple quarterbacks. This is not going well for the offense, which if they get complacent, it. Yeah, they're going to start with like quarterback. I just think, where is he, he going to go after this? you got to be patient here. He's not going to go anywhere. He's going to stay. Okay, so if Tay Martell is willing to switch to wide receiver, that tells me that he's willing to stay at Miami. Something's something's going to work at Miami. Alicia. Alicia. Alicia, who do you have in this ballgame today? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody, but you're wearing an orange shirt. No, but then again, though, it's like you're fairly neutral. So you're, but you're just, are you a college football fan or you're more about the atmosphere? College football. Do you have a Seminoles. Seminoles? The Seminoles. Seminoles. Well, Alicia, Alicia. Alicia on the half of all games, fans, I gotta say, hold, hold God to, damn. Hold it closer to her mouth. Uh, who's, who's the uh, starting quarterback for FSU? You don't know? No. no. I don't think any of us know yet. I don't think nobody knows. Oh, man. Does anybody know? <laughs> Yeah. Not yet, but at least, yeah, I'll tell you what, you're opened up a truly, so uh, I'll let you go ahead and get back to partying. We'll join you here in a second. But, uh, you want to sit down and talk to football? Come on over. Like, could I entice the go-gators out of you? No. All right, well, that's good enough for me. Go enjoy your truly, and we'll join you here in a minute. Can we get a go-gators? <laughs> we got a bunch of pretty ladies around us. It's, it's, it's very a lucky. podcast. We are very lucky, gentlemen. You know, when, when you tell women you have a podcast, I don't know if you know this, but their pants just get soaking wet. Really? I don't know. It's absolutely, it's, it's I, like I Niagara did. Falls. I want to go on the record, fellas, if you hear that. It sounds like you guys need to get a podcast. Has, okay, so I, I don't know. I know Rudy's dating somebody on behalf of, like, the guys who are dating. Amanda, I love you. But okay. Lorena, you're my lady. Mama, I love you. Mama? Maison? <laughs> Maison? So I love Maison's mama, too. She made us some damn good food one time. You know what? Time. Lorena? Yeah. Fuck you. I'm going with uh, Lazon's mom. Oh, man. She's making the Haitian food. Oh, for man. Me. The Haitian food was... What have you done for me lately? And, uh, Amanda, you probably shouldn't listen to this podcast, but I always cook, so... Oh, Sorry, man. Amanda. Oh, God. I'll make sure you don't listen to this podcast. Cook. Although, I'm not going to do anything stupid. Cook for your men, ladies. All right. After pit, your man. after pit, ask for your men. <laughs> All my girlfriends are uh, polyamorous. All right. Um, after pit, they travel to the Tallahassee. Oh. Yo, and I'm, I'm mo- I will most likely be at that game too. Is that, so, is that game in Tallahassee? Yeah. In Tallahassee. I, might, I might be in that game. It's right, right down the street from Pensacola, so. I might be down the street. I got Florida State winning this game. You know, I, I want to say I have Florida State in this ball game. It's at Florida State, but Florida State, they do. They have to be. They Boise got a lot. State. So. They have to be Boise State to open up this season. Otherwise, it's going to be a they rough start. No, they're, it's actually Jacksonville. Interesting. It's a neutral site. Basically, a Florida State home game. Yeah, honestly. Right down the street, essentially. So, like. You gotta go for Florida State in this yeah. ball game, but not, not trying to deviate too far away from Miami. But like that's got to be a tone setter for Florida State. They have to win that ball game. Yeah, set a tone for the season. Why did Willie Taggart go with the same fucking stupid motto for this season? Do something. That was your thing for last year. You didn't, you didn't do anything. anything. Yeah, come on. Change it up. Go all in or something stupid that every team uses every other year when they need to do good. What is that? Don't say do something win. again. You're going to do, do nothing the same this year? again? Nah, man. Look, I think Florida State makes a bowl game this year. Okay. I think they go out and they beat a rebuilding Boise State team in the opener, and then they go 7-5. and five. All right. Over and under, over and under, 8.5 for Florida State on wins. I'll take the under. I'll take the under. I'll take the under. But if Willie Taggart were to get seven wins, does he keep his job? I want to say yes. I'll say yes. I'll say yes. But so that's, so, that's technically – he set the bar kind of low. He set the bar kind of low. Yeah, you're two. He set the bar low. Look, I don't think the success for Florida State this year will be attributed to Willie Taggart. I think it's going to be attributed to Kendall Prado. 
coming over from Houston, coming over with a new offensive Yeah, new offensive, new, offensive, new offensive coordinator. His dad, although his dad is kind of blackballed from the NCAA right now, that offense was so dominant at Baylor. Look, everywhere he's went, Baylor, Houston, they have had, was it, was it, was it Memphis instead of Houston? Am I thinking of Memphis? No, Kendall Riles was at Baylor, I thought, for a little while. For a while before that. He went at Memphis. Okay, Houston then, right? Maybe. Okay. I've been saying Houston or whatever. So yeah, because Houston got a Baylor. new post Definitely from a couple Baylor. years ago. So, everywhere he's gone, they've had success the next year after. True. So, it's a tough call on the over-under, eight and a half. I'm going to go under because right. if they win eight games, I'm not surprised. If they win seven games, I'm not surprised. If they win nine games, How many games they won last year? Was it five? Yeah, it was a five. Pitiful. I think Florida State gets the win on Miami. They get revenge from last year when they had a four, uh, three or four touchdown lead, mm-hmm. and Miami sacked them, sacked them, sacked them in the fourth quarter, and they came back and won. So I'll take a Florida State in that game. I take Florida State back. Yeah, can I give up? Since Tallahassee, I think I think people are going to get wasted. They're going to get fucked up. They're going to get loud. They've never gotten fucked up before. Yeah. In Tallahassee, it's going to be a win over a rival team. They haven't done it in a year. And you know what? Florida State had an opportunity to beat Miami last year. The shitty team that they were last year, they had an opportunity to beat Miami. And because they were shitty, they fell apart. But they had an opportunity to win. If they can pull it together in this one season, I think they can beat them as well. I do agree. But conspiracy theory, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist (laughs) whatsoever. I am not. I do not buy any really conspiracy theories. But Art Riles, through his son, is making play calls. Hmm. But like, okay, let's not go as serious as in like. Kendall Bryles has an earpiece in his ear and his dad's making the play calls, but I think really it's more like he, he, basically, he basically takes his dad's playbook. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would. That's about as far as, so maybe not a conspiracy theory. It's more of a common thing. Yeah. yeah. But it's really Art Bryles' play calls through the form of his son. You always got some tricks up your sleeve as a head coach. You always got to have a little razzle-dazzle on there. No one knows about You know, you got to pull something out of, out of your ass to win the game whenever right. someone – like – the Auburn Florida State game mm-hmm. in the national championship 2013. Auburn had a guy who was previously at Florida State, no and he knew the plays. He knew the play calls, uh-huh. and so they started blocking the play calls. Uh-huh. And that's when Florida State started coming back. After that fake punt, they started actually being able to move the ball offensively. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's move on from Florida State. I'm tired of talking about them. This is Miami, Florida. I don't want to spend too much time with Florida State. Miami's got Louisville, FIU, and Duke. I got him beating Louisville. I got him beating FIU. I got him beating. Yeah, all Louisville. three. All three. I got him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right, look at this guy over here. Shooting oh, yeah. away on it. All right. Real quick. Come here. Come here. Come here. You got some advertising going on. Hold the line, man. Be raw made it. Be raw made it. You got a line. It's called Coy. You got Instagram. Yeah. Instagram is B R A two W W W D as in Daniel A Goat. My name. Goat. Be raw the goat. All right. Oh, yeah, that's great. Let's help our boy out. Let's help him out. Let's help him out. Yo, know, if my podcast had more than five listeners every week, this would be great. I would be so happy to help you out. Yeah, we, oh, can, no, do we'll it. we can do it. We'll spin. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. All right. Yeah. We'll get Absolutely. We're in the middle of one right now, so come swing by and uh, oh, say So? All right. All right. Go do your thing. We'll be here. Yeah. Girl, yeah, this is what it's all about. Your podcast, podcasting. Football brings people podcast. together. This is a live show. I'm, at, where, I'm out of uh, Orlando. I'm out of here. So. I live there too, but I Great. travel. I go to Atlanta. Great. Great. Okay, coming. I just came. I just came from Atlanta. Love that city. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Timor Port Tour. All right, we got it. Right. Hell yeah. We'll give you Yeah, we're doing our Yeah, we're talking some game day, football, man. It's uh it's Florida Miami, hundred and fifty years a year. You know, you gotta come out here and and you know, start the season off strong. It is hot as it is hot as hell. Please listen. Please listen. Can I get that car? That is... This uh, short break is brought to you by Car Alarms. 
Yeah, we got car alarms. We got car alarms. Come on. Someone just over here. here. Somebody get the fucking call. Something's going on over here. Man, I don't know where to be yeah. seen. Yeah, yeah, I got nowhere to be seen. Here's follow over here. We're over here marketing. This is what it's all about. Here in Orlando, Florida, for the Florida Miami game, meeting some people as they come along, getting people's takes on the game. We have some we have some games going on here behind us. So uh, what games are we playing right now? So quarters. Who? So let let's be honest. Who is doing the worst right now? Definitely Demetrius. Demetrius. Demetrius, a good friend of the podcast. Why are you doing so bad right now? I've had to drink a lot, and it's not making me any better. I'm actually getting worse. So, uh, Demet- Demetrius, Rudy, and I Make were hanging out, friend. and uh, we've been drinking probably the longest. I'm not sure what you guys have been doing before here, but overall, a lot of drinking, but drinking's supposed to help you. I think it helps you. We'll see. Okay, so we got a we got a we'll see. But overall, so I have one Florida State fan here. I see Gators. Are are you a Gator fan? I just show up as a Miami fan. I was a Miami fan. Going for the hate. Hey, I respect hey. that. I respect the hate. I mean, I'm a Gator fan, but I have to be neutral today. Yo, Pensacola people got to remember, go Argos. They got a former class president over here. So, uh, but overall, so I got one Miami, it looks like. I got one Seminoles fan. Do I have other Gators? All Gators? All right. I'll take that. I'll take, for some reason, one U fan. But that's all good. We'll see. We'll see who's happy at the end of this game. In the meantime, I'll let you guys continue your quarters game. Uh, Dimitri, you got to step your shit up. I'm Davis Down for ESPN Pensacola. Yeah. Hey, can you get one of the uh, Miami guys? Yo. Yeah, go. Unravel the cord. All right, so yeah, I'm going to pause real quick. We got a, a we got a raveled cord. I got to unravel. We're, we're not cordless. We haven't stepped into the 21st century yet. Uh, we're on a budget as a podcast. And uh, look, we're going to interview some Miami fans here. We're in hospital territory. All right, so I got some Miami fans over here. I need to help. All right. All right, so we're a podcast here. Also, I'm with ESPN Pensacola, but kind of unrelated at the moment. All right, so I got a Gator fan and two Miami fans. So, do what? Can I curse? You're goddamn fucking right. So, uh, two Miami fans and a Gator fan here. And, yes, you can't curse on our podcast. This is the college football extravaganza. First off, I'm going to go one by one. Give me your take on the game. It's, it's about time it happens. It's been, like, what, five years since we played each other? Kick some ass. Kickstarter was Miami, by the way, won the last game in Miami, but we're in Orlando, which is, by the way, closer to Gainesville. My Gator fan, what you got? 10-7, Florida. That's a low game. That's a low-scoring game. All right. So, you, you like? Hey, I see Gators. That's right. Now, come here. Come here. Let me talk to you. So, uh, so we got a, a low-scoring game, very defensive. What do we got? We got another Miami fan. 18-21, you learn. All right. 18-21. 18, you don't think how, you, how are you coming up with 18 months? Don't be a little scoring. Yeah. Right, so we got a lot of defense here. Ma'am, you're a Gator fan? Say your name. No comment. Um, I think you I'm going to win. Simple? Um, maybe 17-20. All right, so I got a lot of low-scoring games, which is honestly reasonable. It is very reasonable. you? We're going to go 24-21, Canes. 24-21, Canes. We got a Miami fan here, so that's understandable. So overall, just talk about the atmosphere as a whole. We actually have another Gator fan here. I want to get your take real quick. 30-14 Gators. Ooh, I like it. We actually have some space in that one, Rudy. Right. We have some space in that one. So overall, how would you describe this rivalry? It's about time. It's about time to come back. It's everything. This is such a beautiful rivalry that doesn't happen enough. But I think that's why it makes it so beautiful. Uh, oh, this First off, tell me about your day. You're, we're in Orlando. Are y'all from Orlando? No, we're from Miami, Florida. Oh, we got some Miami people here, but yet we have some Gator fans also. I'm from Miami, but you know what? I went to Florida, so. Ooh, go Gators. Love it. Class of 17, baby. Class of 17? All right, so did you have a choice between Miami and Florida, or you knew from the very get-go it's going to be Florida? No, I knew it was, it was Florida because Miami's fucking... <clears throat> It's too expensive, so I said, you know, private school. That, 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 that transcript, um, 
What up? Okay, so, dude, Jaron Williams, the new quarterback, I personally, I've never really heard too much about him. About him. I don't know much about him, but we got faith. We got faith. We got faith. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's the first year. It's the first year. We can't say much. We can't say much. Receiver wise, who are you looking at? I'm not sure. Oh. He's a Miami fan. I like it. He's, he's rooting for his team. Going for 100 yards today, two TDs. Who? KJ Osborne. KJ Osborne. Yo, keep that name in mind. KJ Osborne. All right. I'm saying right now, Trevor Grimes and CJ Henderson. CJ Henderson at the quarterback. Columbus, baby. I like Marco Wilson. Oh, yeah. Oh, we were talking about Marco Wilson earlier. Marco's got the ACL, but he's going to come back and he's going to fucking light shit up. Damn right. Damn right. Now, the question is, throughout the season, can the Florida secondary stay healthy because they're not that deep now, now that they lost C.J. McWilliams and John Huggins? That's what he got it to a lot of Kareem, uh, uh, Elam, no, Tyre Elam, Tyre Elam's got it yep. this year. He's coming in, uh, his older brother, Matt good, Elam. Yeah, good to, see, good to see another Elam come into the program. So, he's a hard hitter, you already know. Matt Elam brought the hits to Florida, and you know he's going to bring the hits to Florida back he again. He put OBJ to sleep. Go watch the LSU game. He put OBJ to sleep. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if this fresh uh, Miami quarterback and fresh Miami offensive line is ready for the Todd Grantham defense that there's going to be flying out there at the ball. They're going to be swarming the ball today. I got the Gators, 34 to 20. 34 20. 34 20. I like that. It's the first game no. of the season. The defense are going to be good, but they're going to make some mistakes. I like it. I'm going to give my prediction right now. I haven't really given it too much yet, although I do have the Gators winning. I also have them covering the spread. I'm going to say, let's give it 27 to 17. Yes. All right, guys. Y'all have fun. Enjoy the game. Go Gators. I, I screenshot on my Spotify on him. If you have a Spotify, I'll add you. Yeah, all that. It's Higher Frequency Podcast Network, and there's a bunch of different ones. We're the boss of all of them. Yeah, no, it's, it's on iTunes, not Apple, but whatever. iTunes. Okay. All right, and that's it. I feel like wrapping up. Don't want to wrap up, too. I got a few drinks to consume, and also a game to attend. Let's get some drinking in. Good podcast. Great podcast. Let's go. It's good to do it again. Go Gators. Go Gators. Have a good fucking ball game.